Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by our principal, Mr. Heinze. How are you doing today, Mr. Heinze? I'm doing well. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, and also happy Ash Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. It's this weird crossover today, isn't it? Uh, roses and Ashes, somehow there's like a band name in there or something. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We have, uh, I got a very nice note from Mr. Wheaton, my two daughters are in his class, and the note about how we'll be postponing most of the Valentine's Day events in the school to tomorrow as we reflect upon the great sacrifice our Savior made for us, and I think it's certainly appropriate for us to keep our focus on Jesus today, and, and tomorrow we'll commence with some of the fun things going on at school too, so. Yep. But on the theme of Ash Wednesday, uh, I thought it'd be nice for us to have an opening devotion today based on Job chapter 42. Job's a lot longer book than uh, I think most people really remember. We know that simple story of Job, which was uh, Job uh, was a believer in God and God allowed Satan to cause all these terrible things to happen to him. He lost all his goods. He, he lost his possessions. All A building fell and uh, his 10 children all died in the same day. And all this happens all at once. And this is all this terrible stuff, and at the end of all that, Job says, The Lord has given, the Lord has taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. And then in Job chapter 2, we read that the Lord allowed Job to lose his health as well, and so he developed boils and just nasty nasty health issues, and he was, we're told the only pleasure he got was from taking a pot shard and scraping the, his boils from the, the pot shards. Like, that's the most pleasurable thing going on in his life and that's the first two chapters of Job and then we get these 40 chapters in the middle and and during those 40 chapters Job is having a conversation with three and then later a fourth friend and these four individuals are talking to Job about why this happened and their basic conclusion was Job search your heart search your mind you must have done something wrong you know you sinned in some way and so God's punishing you for that figure out what you did wrong and then once you do that uh, then you can repent, and then God will turn back and he'll He'll uh, restore you. And Job was just indignant this whole time. The whole middle of Job is all about Job defending himself, saying, I didn't do anything wrong. I've searched my heart. There's no sin in my life. I, there's nothing I've done wrong. God, come here and talk to me and tell me what the deal is. He says, I want a just judge. I want someone who's going to help me to understand why this is happening to me. Uh, and so finally, uh, God answers Job's prayer, and he comes to him in a whirlwind. And that's the end of the, the end of Job. Uh, the last couple chapters, uh, up to 41, is God explaining to Job that, uh, that Job is far too small of a worm to truly understand uh, the big purpose and the big picture that God does. And that's important for all of us to remember, right, is that God is the one in control of all things. And, you know, we have, may have things happen to us in our lives, things that are difficult or challenging or, or hard, but God helps us through those things and he promises to bless us uh, even in the midst of those with a stronger faith. And that was really the whole goal with Job as well as God wanted to strengthen his faith, which is just trust me. And so sometimes I summarize the book of Job as, you know, Job is, uh, the whole point of the book of Job is why do Christians suffer? And the answer is not a super satisfactory one for those of us who want a clear, concrete answer. The answer is just, trust me. You know, why do Christians suffer? 
trust me. And that's the answer. Uh, just trust God. Trust that he, he uses these sufferings in our lives for our good. And, you know, the ultimate good is to strengthen our faith and lead to everlasting life. And when Job comes to all this conclusion as well, and we get to Job chapter 42 now, which is the last chapter of Job, and where Job now comes to his conclusion. And you'll see why I think this is appropriate for Ash Wednesday today as we, as we read through it. So we get to Job 42. Well, maybe before we do that, Brandon, so if you, if you were Job, and, and all this stuff has just happened to you, you've had these long conversations, God has come to you in a whirlwind, that's hard to imagine, I know. Right. But uh, what would your reaction be maybe in the face of all of that? Well, I mean, I can understand reacting, you know, as Job did, indignant about, you know, examining, you know, why I've done, I, I can't find anything I've done that deserve this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being convinced by my, my friends that, Maybe there is something you've done and, you know, calling out to the Lord, Lord, what have I done? You know, kind of mm. thing. But boy, if the Lord just appeared in a whirlwind to me, I think I'd be just darn scared. <laughs> just humbled. Yeah. And humbled and things yeah. like that. And I think when we read through this, that Job kind of does take on that attitude of yeah. humility and recognizing where he really is and, you know, in the grand scheme of things with the Lord. So I think that's part of the, you know, that humi- humiliation is a big part of why we suffer, you know. Um, when you have no control over your future, over your own health, over your own uh, what's coming next in your life, boy, uh, it sure gives you a chance to lean and trust in God and in humility. Realize that we have far less control than we like to think sometimes. Yes. All right. So all of that introduction to read Job chapter forty-two now it says, "Then the Lord answered, or then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything, and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you.'" You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I do not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I do, did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And I think, you know, as we turn the page here into, into the Lenten season, you know, we're going from... Uh, Advent to Christmas to Epiphany now to Lent we're considering the work of our Savior Jesus Christ and as we can say along with Job in verse 2 I know Lord that you can do everything no purpose of yours can be withheld from you Jesus purpose his goal in uh, coming to this world was to suffer and die and that's why we talk about that so much during this Lenten season you know 40 days that's a big big chunk of the year that we dedicate every year to considering the suffering and death of our Savior Jesus Christ of his work and his love for us. And the reason why we do that is because it's so important. You know, that's how he took away our sins. That's how he won eternal life for us. And, you know, as we think about that and then we compare his great sacrifice compared to the many different sufferings and tribulations that we endure, which aren't aren't nothing. You know, it's not uh, not to minimize it or anything. But remembering that Jesus took on the greatest payment for our sins. And because of that now, we can in verse 6 say, Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Um, what is that, you know, what does that symbolize maybe to you, Brandon, is the, the whole dust and ashes thing. That's a, something that comes up a lot in the Old Testament. What does dust and ashes symbolize uh, in connection to the Old Testament, Job, these other figures, and also for us today uh, on Ash Wednesday? Well, when I, when I think dust and ashes, I kind of think along the lines of, you know, from dust you are to dust you shall return and stuff like that, recognizing, you know, that's a, that is a 
symbol of humiliation, really, because, you know, we, we are nothing more than dust when it comes down to what we were formed out of and the consequences of the, the sins that we commit and things like that. Uh, so seeing that and ashes is just, you know, another form of dust. It's just a quicker way to get dust, <laughs> essentially. So to, mm-hmm. me, to me, those two words are pretty much the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's that whole idea of humiliation, recognizing that we're not worthy of, you know, standing in front of God for, for anything for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, putting on that, you know, cloak of humiliation in front of, front of him, repentance. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, forsaking ourselves and, uh, one of the songs we were preparing for, uh, the, the adult choir is the closing line. It just dawned on me that maybe it came from here, but he says it, the line is, abhorring all my sin, adoring only him, you know, and uh, that really, I think, sums up well what Ash Wednesday is all about, which is, you know, sitting in dust and ashes, humiliation, just like you say, and, um, you know, really realizing just how beggarly and how unworthy we are of the love that Jesus shows to us, and just that trust that, you know, God is going to work all things for good, just as he did through Jesus, um, just as he continues to do for us today, and in the face of all that, we can't we can only repent and we can turn to him for forgiveness and uh, bask in the, the glowing love of our Savior. Any closing thoughts? Well, I think that's the big thing is that, you know, basking in the glowing love, that undeserved love that he gives us and pours out on us. Uh, the devotion in a year, devotion for Valentine's Day today, mm-hmm. was talking about how God continuously pours out Valentine's on us throughout our lives. Whether we're going through hard times or not, he's continually giving us blessings, you know, healings, uh, getting us through tough situations, things like that. And uh, it's those tough times that you look back and you realize how much he does pour out on us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really important to remember that. Yeah. I think, thank you for the encouragement, too, on reading our daily devotions, too. Uh, I know, Brandon, you and your family do them in the morning. Yep. My family and I, we try to do them before bedtime at night. So sometimes you give me previews of the devotion I'll be reading tonight. But uh, yeah, so I encourage everybody out there to keep doing those family devotions and uh, keep trucking along with those because it's good to gather together around God's word as a family every day. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank and bless you for showing the greatest love of all. As you went to the cross, we know you won salvation for us. You willingly sacrificed your blood, your life for us, and now we are made clean and uh, now you give us those Valentines all the time as, as uh, we're reminded that you bless us with your love on a day-to-day basis and you help us to show forth your love to others in our lives. Be with and strengthen us uh, today. Uh, help us to abhor ourselves. Help us to repent of our sins, to turn to you uh, in life and in death and to grow in our faith this day. Uh, bless the worship in your house taking place this Ash Wednesday and help all of us as we meditate upon your passion during this Lenten season. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. That brings us to our weekly updates and reminders today. Uh, This past Sunday on our voters meeting, the voters elected to call Pastor Mike Gurath of Phoenix, Arizona. I believe it's Holy Truth Lutheran Church, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, So we sent him the call information. Pray that God would bless his deliberation of our call that we've extended to him and pray that God's will would be done if he should come and join the work of the ministry here at Emmanuel. As mentioned in our devotion, today is Ash Wednesday, and we'll be this year considering the Lenten theme, Who Was Seeking Our Savior's Death? Tonight we kick it off with the theme, All Humanity, that all human beings were seeking to put our Savior to death. 
Next week, Pastor George Duman will be coming to answer that question with Judas Iscariot, taking a look at Judas and his betrayal of Jesus. Tonight, we're also having a soup supper at 5 p.m. If you're coming to our 6 o'clock or our 2 o'clock, you are certainly welcome to come to the soup supper at 5 p.m. this evening. Tomorrow, we'll be having our victory service for Norma Bussey. We pray that God would bless the Bussey family. Uh, and then a week from tomorrow, we'll be having the victory service for Ron Robb. So that'll be the 22nd of February. CLC tournament is coming up. The grade school tournament is March 8th through 10th up in Eau Claire. And the arts camp is taking place March 22nd through the 24th. I believe volunteers are still needed for that. So uh, if you're able to help out, you can find more information on that in our bulletin. On our prayer list for this weekend, we continue to pray on behalf of Pastor John Hine, uh, Marlene Hanel, and Jim Lean. We also want to make special note that uh, we've been praying for Kate Zowers, who is the daughter of Carl and Luann Friedrichs. Uh, Kate has, uh, Carl has asked that Kate be taken off of the prayer list because she has been declared cancer-free. So we praise the Lord for this great gift and deliverance, and we see once again how God answers our prayers, the prayers of his faithful people, knowing just how powerful his prayers are, these prayers are before God. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today, which is hymn 140 in the Red Hymnal. Jesus, I will ponder now on thy holy passion. With thy spirit me endow for such meditation. Grant that I in love and faith may the image cherish of thy suffering, pain, and death, that I may not perish. Make me see thy great distress, anguish, and affliction, bonds and stripes and wretchedness, and thy crucifixion. Make me see how scourge and rod, spear and nail did wound thee, how for man thou diedst, O God, who with thorns had crowned thee. Yet, O Lord, not thus alone, make me see thy passion, but its cause to me make known, and its termination. I also in my sin wrought thy deep affliction, this indeed the cause has been of thy crucifixion. If my sins give me alarm and my conscience grieve me, let thy cross my fear disarm, peace of conscience give me. Grant that I may trust in thee and thy holy passion. If his son so loveth me, God must have compassion. Grant that I may willingly bear with thee my crosses, learning humbleness of thee mid peace, mid pain and losses. May I give thee love for love. Hear me, O my Savior, that I may in heaven above sing thy praise forever. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.